Captain. Let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. Get down! With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19, all new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Fire for them, fire for them. If you're looking for that 35 bag umbrella and all damn thing there, keep it locked with this Unomics podcast. podcast, 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 podcast. Yo, what's going on, people? Another episode of the Hashtag Dysnomics Podcast. I hope you've had a fantastic week. It's been an eventful week. We've had some rain, we've had some sun. It's a bit mad, it's a bit sticky right now. I've literally just returned from football and I am very, very sweaty. So before I showered, I thought, let me just knock out this pod and be on my way. Don't forget to jump on YouTube, subscribe Dysnomics on YouTube. The Monday morning news will be out talking, of course, today's topic as well as some COVID news regarding travel. So check that out. Last week's episode, I thought was a very interesting one. I've had, I've received a lot of positive feedback regarding that, as it pertains to Richard Mini watches. Why they are so damn expensive. So make sure you check that episode out for those watches. Like it's crit. I can't lie. After doing my research, I can't. I can't front. I've become more of a fan to watch after my research. So make sure you check that episode out. About fifteen odd minutes. Gives you some good old gist about some watches. Now for this week's episode, it was going to be a completely different topic, which I might have to throw out next week. And I had my week set out. I've typed up all the notes for this and it's Monday morning news. Of course, I'm talking Hancock and his shenanigans. Then he literally flipping resigned. I was like, just ruin everything now. You ruin everything. So it's only right. I delve into the mayhem that has happened at number 10. The streets are calling it Love and Hip Hop Whitehall. So, guess I'm gonna have to give it them. Hi guys, MXM, and listen to the Dysonomics podcast because it's late. Because it's late. Yo, 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 yo. What's goody, people? What's goody? Welcome to another episode of Dysonomics, and we're gonna be talking about Love and Hip Hop Whitehall, and that is the scandal that just seemingly follows. <laughs> the Conservative government. I will actually probably do a YouTube video on all the scandal in totality because there is actually a lot. But this week, I'm going to focus specifically on the event of this week. Now, I have notes and I also have a lot of stuff that's stored in my head. So hopefully this doesn't come out messy because I'm going to remember a random thing because so much is going on that I couldn't even keep up because I was out and about as well. So what happened? Well, Matt Hancock, the former health secretary, was caught lacking, lacking. And for those who don't know, that means you're caught in a situation and you're not prepared to deal with the repercussions. That situation was the son publishing a image, which seemed to be a still from a video recording of him in a deep entanglement with Gina Colandiangelo, Colandiangelo, yeah? who is at his age, she is a non-executive member of the Department of, Head, Department of Health and Social Care Board. And he was just like lips in her, he's had his hand on his bum. I'm not going to call it that much of a grab. He needs a bit more technique. He needs to get 
expand his fingers, a firmer grab, like dipping into some pounded yam. Like he needs, he needs some lesson on his bum grab, but that's just one, two jokes. Sorry. And of course, uh, Matt Hancock is married. He has three children and Miss Gina is also married. I'm not sure she has children. I don't really care. So now the reason why this is nuts, because this video was from May. And at that point in time, you were not allowed to hug people that were not from your household. Miss Gina is clearly not from Matt Hancock's household. So streets are like, wait, hold on. These are your rules. You are the department, you're the head of health. In this you're the health sec. You're the health secretary. And you're not following your own rules. People were fuming. I'm not sure if you lot remember, I might have spoke about it on my pod. I definitely spoke about it on Bisnomics Monday Morning News. And a gentleman by the name of Nile Ferguson, he's very intelligent, bright man who was part of the SAGE team who were devising the plan and giving um, advice regarding coronavirus. He was caught not social distancing with his lover, who happened to be a married woman. And this is what Matt Hancock said when Nile Ferguson resigned. Ferguson took the right decision to resign. It's not, it's just not possible. For Ferguson to continue advising the government, the social distancing rules are there for everyone and are deadly serious and are deadly serious. So this dropped, I think it was Thursday, Friday, big bomber club bombshell. Obu's like, rah, what is going on? Now, what Matt Hancock said when he was addressed about this, that was basically yeah, that shit crazy. I shouldn't have done that. He said, I accept that I breached the social distancing guidance in these circumstances. I have let people down and I'm very sorry. I remain focused on working to get the country out of this pandemic and I'll be grateful for privacy for my family on this personal matter. He didn't even apologize to wife, to wifey, like in public because he's disgraced shorty in public. Man, didn't have the guts or the decency to apologize to wifey in public. He was on the future... If she catching cheating, I'll never tell her sorry type vibes. And the streets were like, hold on. When it was now focused, you said he has to resign because these rules aren't for everybody. These rules are for everybody. And I'm deadly serious. You did it too. However, what happened? Boris, well, obviously once um, my man, Mr. Hancock, drops his apology, Boris said, yeah, I consider the matter closed. And this is a history for Boris because we've seen with the bullying claims where somebody had to be paid off with public money and somebody was drawn to attempt suicide Pretty Patel didn't get the stop the person that was leaked national lockdown news didn't get the chop Dominic Cummins after Barnard Castle Gate didn't get the chop so it's no surprise that man Matt Hancock didn't get the chop in this regards after Dory we'll get into all his failings later now boom Pressure was mounting. Labour were calling for his head. I think even a Tory MP. What's my man's name? Let me find it. Let me find it. Yeah, Duncan Baker calls recognition. People call it because people are saying, Are you have you lost your mind? Anyway, over the weekend, more just came out. The video came out. And you can see this is in Matt Hancock's um office. He checks outside. Coast oh, clear, yeah. Cool. Shut the door, pull Shoy in for the mad thing. Boom. So the son dropped that document. And the rumour is they got more to come. Now, Saturday evening, apparently, 
He wrote a letter. I went to go see the Prime Minister himself and resigned. That is what's coming out of number 10, Diamond Street. Now, we don't know. So did Boris and them say, yo, big man, we don't, we don't want to sack you. Just resign. And he did. Or he felt that he should resign. He didn't feel like he should resign for the reasons that he gave on his Twitter video, which was, yo, how can I make rules and not follow them? That is, that my position is untenable. That was true the day you apologised and didn't resign. So what's changed? So it's very interesting with that regard. Now, the reason why the Gina part is so interesting is that people were sceptical of her appointment anyway. Her job actually is to keep people like Matt Hancock in check. And seemingly she's doing that in other manners. She gets paid £15,000 a year of taxpayer money for a 15-day-a-year job. A bag a day. You can't complain. So people are saying, is there a conflict of interest here? And another rumour of conflict of interest is her relative, I presume brother, Roberto Colandiangelo, is a strategy director for a partner in Health Limited, for Partner in Health Limited, which is which has several NHS contracts Sky News can reveal. So like, oh, is there a little bit of conflict of interest here? It's very, very spooky. Very, very spooky. And it's funny because according to Telegraph, he was still due to be, he could have still been sacked, but of course he came to resign. Now, the Sun, I um, mean, the news of Sunday posted like screenshots of Insta DMs from a fake account. Finsters. Finsters are killing my people. And for people who don't know what Finster is, Finster is a fake account on Instagram, which ladies love to use to pre- I haven't talked on Finsters. I'm sure many of you have. I'm sure many of you have seen the Finsters in your stories watching you or trying to follow you. It's very, very spooky. So a Finster hit up a journalist and here's the gist. So this is quarter to eight on a Thursday, 17th of June. And I quote, I need to be very careful of the information I'm about to share. <laughs> Give, come, giving me lonely good vibes. I'm sitting on a bad boy piece of information. That's like the type of vibes that they're given. I have some very diamond CCTV footage of someone that has been recently classed as completely fucking hopeless. Spoiler alert, Matt Hancock. This is regards this um this is with regards to Boris Johnson calling Matt Hancock fucking hopeless. Excuse the language in text exchanges with Dominic. Cummins, who releases text exchanges on his blog. So let me start again. I need to be very careful with information I am about to share. I have some very damning CCTV footage of someone that has recently been classed as fucking hopeless. And they're a big type of fucking, by the way. If you would like some more information, please contact me. Now, two, these, two days later, Saturday, Saturday 19th of June at 12.36pm. I really need to be careful with this, but it involves him in a very compromising position with some... Uh, brackets SIC who isn't his wife last month Ooh. hour and a half later I have the full video it's now been deleted off the system as it's over 30 days now why this is interesting is that Matt Hancock didn't know that there was a camera in the room apparently and it doesn't make really make sense for a camera to be in an office that's a bit strange so people think it did somebody put a camera in his office deliberately? So, so much stuff is going on where it seems so spooky. To me, he got lined up. They lined him up. Who they is, I don't know. Could it have been Boris and them? 
then I don't know. They don't seem to Boris's camp without Cummings at his side. They do not seem to sharp to pull this off. Could have been Cummings. Could have been just other people. The streets are saying it was people within his department, and they've become tired of him, and they sought support for some anti-lockdown people within the system to kind of do you know what I mean. Get men out of here. That's what the streets are saying. That's what the streets are saying. And boy, oh boy, did it work. Now, the latest gist is that more scandal. The latest gist is that, yo, not only could police be investigating Mr. Hancock for breaking social distancing, there's also going to be another investigation regarding Matt Hancock, his department and contracts during COVID-19. Now, I'm not sure if you don't remember, Matt Hancock had an acquaintance a neighbour, they frequented the same pub together. They hit Matt Hancock last March in a young WhatsApp, like, yo, dog, like, I can hit you up with some PPE equipment if you're down. And this gentleman had a company that specialised in packagings for parties and stuff like that and cups and stuff. They started making PPE equipment and guess what? They got the contract. And these and the details of this contract was not submitted to the relevant authorities, which helped which let um, which led to Matt Hancock being found to act unlawful within that regards. Now, the latest gist is that Matt Hancock has been handling government business in terms of procurement for certain bits and pieces for the Department of, of for Health and Social Care via his personal email. So young Matt Hancock underscore eight seven two three at gmail.com. Not his official Matt.hancock at Matt.hancock at Department for Health.gov UK or something like that. So obviously if your gist is not on the official channels, it's a lot harder to monitor and you could delete and do you know what I mean? So people are saying, why is this going on? So yeah. Guess has led to Matt Hancock resigning. Now, in terms of his successor, we went on a whirlwind. Apparently, vaccine minister Sahar was meant to take charge, which, in my opinion, would have made some sense. He's experienced. He may not have long experience as being a minister or cabinet official who's been there for like, he had ministerial experience for like less than two years. But boy, the vaccine is the single biggest achievement of government, period. Probably bigger than Brexit because it's been world leading and it's going to take us to the promised land. And it's it's covered up for a lot of Tory SHIT regarding how badly the government's handled the pandemic and how many people have lost their lives and businesses and jobs and money and all that type of stuff. This is probably going to secure them at least the next election. So I think he should be rewarded with a young promotion. There's talks of Michael Gove, but it went to Shajid Javid. Now, who is Shajid Javid? He used to study economics, so he's come from that more finance background and he's actually had several jobs within the cabinet. So he's he's used to being a senior um, official. What's crazy is that somebody described him on Twitter. I can't remember your name. Shout out UG as the as the Big Sam of the cabinet, and it's so true. For those who don't know, Big Sam is a manager that comes in to steady the ship, steady Eddie. He's been at so many different clubs. This guy has been the business secretary. He's been the home secretary. He's been the chancellor of the exchequer. He's been the community secretary. Now he's a house secretary. That's five cabinet roles <laughs> in his career. Bonkers. Now, why this is interesting is because do you have that much experience? And it's funny because and Dominic Cummings came out and tweeted this and it's fact because I remember at the time 
this happened at the time when I think I must have spoken about it. Maybe my podcast. But effectively, or tweet about Satis Jafford used to be the Chancellor of Czech, of the Exchequer before Rishi Sunak. Now, Cummings wasn't a fan of him. He did not rate him. So what Cummings did, and it was obvious that Cummings was involved, because even though he wasn't in the meeting, he's had his, his fingers all over this, and he admitted it later on, as in of yesterday. He told Boris that, yo, let's make sure that my man, and when I say my man, I'm referring to Sajid Javid's advisors reports to number 10. He's like, what? Are you dumb? Why should my advisor report to you? Like, have you lost your mind? They should only report to me. Like, I'm patting on my job. Boris like, yeah, I know. And he goes, listen, bro, I've done a good job so far as Chancellor. And Boris is like, yeah, I know. But it's what it is. You man need to report to us. Obviously, Shajid is not going to have this. This is super duper micromanagey. It's quite a flagrant, incendiary type request. So he says, fuck you. You look a suck out. And he, and he left. Cummings was like, thank God. Boom, in comes Rishi Sunak, who's done a fantastic job by all accounts since. And Boris, and then Dominic Cummings was like, listen, if it wasn't for me tricking Boris into sacking him, because he didn't affect, he didn't get him, he didn't sack him. He told, Boris told him what the new situation is. And naturally he said, I'm not on it. So effectively he got rid of him. Cummings' argument is that we wouldn't have had the furlough scheme and all these great things that have helped keep afloat. And he's got a fair point. You've got a fair point in that regard. And according to Mr. Cummings, again, the fingerprints of Boris's wife, Kathy's all over this. He's saying that Kathy effectively appointed him. And I believe it because when you read the text messages between Boris and Cummings and the way Boris goes on and what we know about him, he doesn't see the brightest and he's and he takes counsel from people close to him. Like when I mentioned the lockdown leaks earlier, the reason why the whole Dominic Cummings versus the government thing has started is simply because Cummings was trying to change how things are done in Whitehall. He says he's got a lot of bozos with too much power, so let's try to change things up. Boris wasn't really having it. And then Boris had one really ridiculous request like, yo, can we get some donation money to kind of like, you know, fix up my flat? And then Cummings like, have you lost your mind? That's fucking illegal. Like, no, don't even bring me that right. So eventually they started to disagree with certain things. He left. I'm not sure if he got started, I can't remember whatever. Cool. Now, early on this year, early on this year, um, Boris tried to pin the lockdown leaks on Cummins. And Cummins is like, hold on there, buddy. We ain't doing that. So Cummins exposed that the cabinet secretary the Prime Minister and the Director of Communications and Boris, and um, himself, spoke on regards to the leak. The Cabinet Secretary said that it's not him, nor the Director of Comms that leaked. All the evidence regarding the leak led to Harry Newman and others in Harry Newman's office. Boris didn't want to do an inquiry, because if he did an inquiry, it's going to implicate him. The PM was fuming because he, that means if it was Harry Newman, which all the evidence points to Harry Newman, he would have to fire him. And he didn't because him and his now wife at the time, fiance or girlfriend, whatever, Harry Newman and Kathy, they're best friends. So you're not really going to fire your missus's boy. Come on, bro. You can't do that. Well, Boris can't do that. People with integrity can so Boris was like, maybe you can get the cabinet, the cabinet secretary to stop the inquiry. Cummins said, 
Are you mad? This is unethical. Cummins ordered the inquiry himself and authorised the cabinet secretaries to use more evasive methods that are used to leak inquiries because of the seriousness of the leaks. PM then confirmed in writing that the leak inquiry had shown that neither him, and I say him, Dominic Cummins, and the director of comms was a leaker. Cummins then was accused by Prime Minister because he called up editors himself to say it was Cummings in the press. So Cummings said, are you mad? So this is what started all this beef in the first place. It's such a royal mess. This is really love and hip hop Whitehall, let alone Boris's own infidelity, let alone Boris getting donations, money, don't we don't have money to modify his fat. Let alone Pretty Patel's departments, dodgy contracts and expenses. It's all just looking very, very shady out here. Very, 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 very shady. So this, I say that to say this, Boris's wife, Kathy, can pull some strings. Like Boris will do certain things in favor of his shorty. And according to Dominic Cummings, Shajid is the reason, the reason why Shajid's got the job is because of his wife. And he thinks that he's going to be terrible for the NHS. And I will not be surprised whatsoever. So to run out this pod, obviously we've lost our health secretary. I'm going to go through this guy's greatest hit. So I'll call it if football things go in season. So I'm going to call it the 2020 to 2021 season for Mr. Matt Hancock. And unfortunately it's not, it's not, it's not very pretty. So this is what this gentleman has managed to do. Remember at the top of the pandemic, he took on footballers and demanded they take pay cuts. And then when Piers Morgan asked him himself, are you going to take a pay cut? He avoided the question. You know, Piers Morgan, he's going to keep badgering you. He kept on saying, I'm going to work harder. Piers was like, and rightfully so, bro, you are the health secretary. You work for the people. You working harder during a pandemic is the minimum requirement. Are you going to take a pay cut? Yes or no. Bearing in mind, you're taking people's, the people's money, not private money. Of course he wasn't going to say he's going to take a pay cut like some other countries have chosen to do. When the Prime Minister was in his sickbed, and I think it's the end of March, early April, Matt Hancock, and I remember this day because I couldn't believe what he said. He said that by the end of April, we're going to be testing 100,000 people per day. And I remember I said in my updates that this is insane because I've been doing my research, as you people know, and to test is called a diagnostics industry. It was only the end of March literally the 31st or the f- to the 1st of April that there'd been any contact between that industry, the people who can create these tests and the government. So you don't even know what the capacity is. You haven't made any plans and you just randomly promised 100,000 tests in a month. It was asinine or stupid. And according to Cummins, who I'm inclined to believe because he has evidence of everything and everything he says makes sense, the government, Matt Hancock was ordering people to hold back tests so they could reach number. So obviously if you've got 50 tests, yeah, you 50,000 tests, you could say, hold it back, hold it back until the end of the week and then let no one, don't let those ones go through because that means you're more likely to reach your number of 100,000 per day. So making a stupid claim with no capacity at the time, idiotic. He, uh, he sent, and this is the most egregious one in which he's been accused of and he's lied about it, or he's lied about it. 
obviously you had people in hospitals, the elderly, and people worried about them catching COVID in hospitals. So instead, he sent the vulnerable people back to care homes without testing. So imagine you sent a bunch of people back to care homes, you're not testing them. That's why we start to see so many deaths in the care homes. He failed to introduce community testing early doors and that's testing, not just testing people who say they're sick and care homes, just getting people within the community, everyday people to be tested regularly, early pandemic. And that way you can start to locate where the clusters of COVID are. He failed to do that. PPE completely failed and in meetings tried to blame Rishi Sunak and other people. He, <laughs> the scandal, and the worst thing, this was during tax, during your working hours on taxpayers' money. I, I probably got some more information about the scandal later on that I'm going to talk to you about. He promised testing at the borders, which never came. The dodgy contract dealings with his old friends and not putting the contracts and information on his actual government email. The absolute shambolic failure that was test and trace. And the vaccine success, which is probably the only good thing the government government did, had nothing to do with him. Nothing. He's been an abject failure. His fake tears, his arrogance, and then trying to play humble has been nothing short of disgusting. Like, him blaming the footballers, it was that for me. How dare you? The funny thing is, we saw the likes of Harry Maguire, Sterling, Pogba, Henderson... Danny Rose, so um, so many footballers up and down were doing stuff like buying food for NHS staff, sending Marcus, Marcus fucking Rashford. So many footballers were doing mad things. Do you not have shame? And the maddest thing is that Matt Hancock, because he he was sat down, was not going to resign. He's going to get seventeen thousand pounds tax free. He's still going to be an MP, earn eighty one bags a year. It is egregious. I'm back on the love in the hip hop Whitehall. Bro, streets are saying, man was only a shorty for a month. And when the son told him, yo, we got the drop on you, slime, he went and called his wife, told her the pattern, and he said, yeah, I believe in you. It's over. We saw Gina, husband, say, yo, pack your bags. Bro, she must have packed everything because that beat was huge and it was hella stuff. And the streets are saying that they're going to move in with each other and have a relationship. Boy, good luck to them. But yeah, it's been nothing short of spooky this week. I hope I've given you all the gist. I might have missed some things out, but you can check out Dysonomics Monday Morning News on YouTube. There'll be stuff there that I probably have missed. And also, COVID travel news, update on what's on the red list, what's on the green list, and news on vaccine and travel. So make sure you check that out. And yeah, let me know what you think. Hashtag, comment, all those things. Until next week. Peace and blessings. Bow. Sports Social Podcast Network.